Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. We are so fired up to talk about today's subject. Cannot wait. This is something we've we've prepared for for a long time. And guess what? I'm actually sitting next to Melissa. Look at we're in the same room. House. I not, know. We're not in separate closets. We're actually sitting in Melissa's home office. So welcome. Yes, which means that Zach is not going to be able to edit out all of Corey's tummy grumblings or the dogs <laughs> in the background because we're on one audio file. <laughs> Um, But before we get started with today's episode, which is titled Work Like a Mother, and we are going to be talking directly to the mamas, but if you dads are out there and you're listening to, this will apply, Um, because running a business while you're raising a family is tough. It's It's a lot. But first, we want to talk to you about something that's really important. We have been stuck wandering in the desert of entrepreneurship before. We've been trapped between never having enough time and never really knowing how to connect the dots to make it all work. But once we adopted a framework to help us implement strategies and shift our mindset, the next steps felt much easier. We are ready to help you do that with our Business Reboot Retreat that's going to be taking place this fall, September 17th through 21st on Lake Norman in Charlotte, North Carolina. We are going to be helping you define and redefine your brand voice, build out your circle of success, figure out all of the practical ways that you can serve your clients and um, use the the magic of marketing to draw in new individuals to help serve. We're going to be doing individualized coaching for mindset strategy and your marketing pieces and doing really practical things like auditing your website, working on time management and goal setting, financial growth, and offering a mini branding shoot so that when you come to our retreat, you are going to leave with a completely different business. But the biggest asset of our retreat is that we are going to afford you the time to go to work on your business. So um, we still have a couple of seats left. We would love for you to to dig into the content that we've got on our website. And um, we're ready for you to hit buy now so that you can be there and walk away with a business that is going to serve you and your clients for the rest of 2024 and the most, or the rest of 2023 and into 2024 in the most dynamic way possible. So there's that. You can find out more information on thebusinessreboot.com or send us a DM on Instagram at businessreboot. We are here to help. Yeah. So let's dive in to our um, chat today. We are talking all about work like a mother. Um, This was also a masterclass that we did back in May. And I'm going to tell you right now, the feedback that we've gotten from a lot of the mamas that we have been working with and talking to, um, it, it was super helpful and impactful to their business because we all know that you know, April, May timeframe, we typically, if you're a mama and you have littles at home, you're day drinking. I mean, I mean, well, yes, you might, absolutely. You, well, you want to feel like it. <laughs> Even if you have teenagers, you probably get like a pit, like a, a like a knot in the pit of your stomach, like, oh, summer's coming. And how am I going to manage all this? I'm actually working through some of this with my individual coaching clients and Melissa is as well. How do we continue to push the gas on our businesses during the summer when kids are home or just when schedules change? Um, So we are going to walk through 10 simple, easy ways that you can continue running your business like the champion that you are um, while summer schedules are in play. Right. And so when if if you were in our masterclass and you're listening to this, you know that we went 
way in depth about several aspects of being moms and running businesses. Corey started her business when her kids were in elementary school. Mine weren't even born yet. And so she's now raising children into adulthood mm-hmm. um, while she's still, you know, got her foot on the gas for her business. And mine, uh, my oldest starts high school next year and I want to vomit in my <laughs> mouth. So that is fun for me. Um, and then I have a middle schooler who, you know, it, it's, it just is a lot. And there have been times where I've spent more on childcare than I have on paying people to help me grow my business. And it's just what you have to do. It's just hard work is what we're saying. So we're going to, we're going to use haste and speed to go through these 10 things. Um, And if you have questions about it, please send us an email. You can contact us through our website. You can sign up to be a part of our community in our show notes. We would love to hear how you balance parenthood and running a business because it's, you're, you're raising, you're raising two big old things at the same time. And it can, it can really feel overwhelming. Right. And I've always said, you know, I was raising a family while I was raising a business and starting from scratch and, and, and taking it to where it is now has been, you know, a huge commitment and, and a lot of work, but it it was very worthwhile work. And I think that's the thing is that when you're a mother, um, and you also have a heart for business, you have a heart for growth, you know, you, you have that mission and that purpose, that calling on your heart that you know you are supposed to do this work, um, it, it matters. And don't let anybody tell you that that you shouldn't be doing it, that, that you should be doing this one thing and, and not a multitude of things, because that truly isn't isn't maybe where, where, where your heart is. You can do both is what Melissa and I are right. here to share with you today, is that you can be a phenomenal mom parent, you can also be a phenomenal business owner. You don't have to give up one for the other and you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. Well, and just like, you know, when, if you have had kids, you know that it'll be like, are you having a natural birth? Are you getting an epidural? Like, do you love your kid or hate them from the very beginning? (laughs) Are they being breastfed? Are they going to get formula? (laughs) Are you going to make their baby food? Or is your kid going to leave the hospital at 2 a.m. after having only an organic diet its whole life and really just want to eat at crystals. And then you succumb. <laughs> yes. Like what? <laughs> there's so much judgment and stress that we put ourselves through as parents. And um, we're just here to alleviate a little bit of that. But I'm going to say one thing that um, is really, I feel like super important that we hope you walk away with today is we want you to be able to make a plan. Okay. I want you to see the importance of keeping steady and realizing that your productivity is not um, determining your value, but your ability to generate impactful growth while still being present is your most important role in life. That's what you do as a mom. And that's what you can also do as a business owner. But let me just say this one thing. And if y'all like, don't cut the podcast off, Corey, we'll still be your friend after this. Um, I said this in a room full of women about a year ago. And I was like, I'm either going to get burned at the stake or people are going to stand up and applause. And I we'll did just step aside. You, I did you step did. aside. You did. She was like, there ain't no windows for the lightning to come. It's coming. It's coming. Um, but it's true. It Everything true. you said was true. So here, here it is. This is the caveat and it's going to hurt some feelings and we're sorry, but not sorry, is that we can't let the reason that we run our businesses also be the excuse for why they fail. I think you might want to say that one more time. Okay. So we can't let the reason that we run our businesses, you know, if you ask somebody, why, why are you running your business? And when we get to like the heart and the feel good parts of it, it's, you know, we just want to impact the world. We want to serve people. We want to love people. We want to encourage. We're, we're doing it for our family. We're doing it so that we can have flexibility. Time we're doing freedom. it. So, time freedom. Blah, 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 blah. All the things that we have said for years. But then the reason that you won't be able to do things is, oh, I can't find childcare. Oh, you know, I'm just busy. Oh, my kids need this. 
Their summer schedule. Their summer schedule. It, it doesn't allow me to work over. over the summer. Right. And and we can't let them be the reason that we do this and the reason that we hesitate it. and the reason that we aren't doing it. So, all right, with, with haste, we're going to go through this and Corey, you start us off. Yes. So here's the thing, uh, what we're going, we're, we're going to share with you is that as your kids get older and as your business grows, you still not ever going to find enough time to get all the things done. So you have to figure out solutions, a plan, um, tactics, strategies, all the things. Also, mindset piece. Melissa and I are huge on mindset and strategy. We believe that all business owners need both. Um, hello, mamas do too. You need yeah. mindset and strategy to survive. And ibuprofen. I mean, and maybe some alcohol. I'm just saying. I'm just I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, the solution, though, what ways that Melissa and I have found in working out this, this challenge of never having enough time to get all the things done is time blocking and fringe hours. So let's talk about time blocking real fast. Time blocking is one of those things where you're like, I'm going to sit down and for the next hour, I am going to get all of my social media planned for the rest of the week, or I am going to sit down for the next 30 minutes and answer all the emails that mean that have come into my inbox in the last day or so. And I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going to turn my phone on silence. I am going to not answer you know, any other things that come into my inbox. I'm going to answer the things that are here right now. And come hell or high water, this is what I'm doing and I'm not getting my butt out of the chair to do anything but this one task. When you block off time on your calendar and you just focus on this one task or these couple of tasks, you will be amazed. Set a timer. You guys probably have done this with your own children. Like we need to pick up the house because guests are coming over. I'm going to set the timer for 15 minutes and everybody run around the house and grab all of the things that belong to you and take them to your room or grab all the playroom toys. And in 15 minutes, we're going to see how much we can get put away. We do these tactics with our own children. So you can also implement these kinds of things in your business. How many photos for me? as a photographer, how, how many, how far can I get into editing a session in 30 minutes? I might actually be able to get it completed. So, so when you can time block things, you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. Same thing with fringe hours. Guys, listen, there, I worked with a client and she's a homeschooling mama, military spouse. She was ready to close her business when she came to me. And I'm going to tell you right now, we found some fringe hours early in the morning. She literally exploded her business from five to 7 a.m., Every single day she got up before her kids did two hours and she did nothing but business tasks and strategies that we would put into place. And she literally exploded her business and then finding a few hours here and there throughout the day to do the other things that need to be done in her business. You can grow a business in the fringe hours. If you have time to scroll while you're sitting on the toilet, you have time to send a DM, Mm -hmm. to, to like, to interact and engage with people on social media. And let's just be really honest, how much of your business has been built while you have been on the toilet or hiding from I your mean, kids yeah. in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom. I mean, yeah. or sitting in your car at pickup line or waiting that's outside a of a gymnastics minute. class. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's 30 minutes that you could don't, don't while you're at home and in front of your laptop or, you know, going to a networking event, don't get on your phone and scroll then scroll in those fringe hours of sitting on the toilet, waiting for gymnastics picking up kids in carpool line, that is when you dedicate that time. Again, that's time blocking. But five minutes, 20 times a day, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's talk about that. Yes, yeah. it grows. Right, okay. So the next thing, number two, is guilt. 
Mom guilt's real. We all know that it's real and we are pulled in so many directions. We don't want to miss anything as moms, right? I remember something that my mother told me when uh, my kids were really little and I was feeling super guilty because I was being pulled away for weekends, every weekend weddings. Um, I was, you know, shooting 25 to 35 a year. Some weekends I'll never forget missing my kid dress up like Handy Manny for Halloween when he was two (laughs) and I bought him a special tool belt and it was so sweet. But I missed it because he was, or because I was shooting a wedding. And so I just felt super guilty about that. And I think that it's important that we, you know, address that it's there and we see it for what it is. But my mom told me, she said, Melissa, sometimes kids need to see that both their parents have to work to provide for them. And I was like, oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, we feel like we're doing them a disservice by letting them see that we have other priorities than them. And we're believing that there's a money tree in the backyard that you just like vacations just appear on the money tree. Yeah. We're going to sound like old winches, but like, no is fine to be told from your kids. So here's the solution is just to remove the pressure from yourself. Remember there are seasons to every single stage of life and your business. I will tell you, there are going to be things that you can't do. If you have a baby that's nursing and you have to have a regimented sleep time, well, you might not be able to do a zoom call you know, in the middle of, you know, the morning, because that that's going to be a critical time for them. Or if you have kids that you've got to do pick up and drop off for, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not available at 345 from, you know, August 2nd through May 25th, because that's when I have to go pick up my kids. And there are going to be seasons to that. So just know that like seasons are temporary. They don't all last forever. last forever. And if you can let go of that guilt, it's going to increase your feelings of capacity immensely. So the next one is motivation and exhaustion. And all the mamas said, amen. Mm -hmm. I mean, like this is just a season of life. And I have come to the other side of it with having a 24 year old and our twins are now 20. Um, and I'm sleeping. Well, actually I should, that, that, that really actually might be false because now that Grace is 24 and I'm not like life 360ing her all the time. Um, you know, I am sleeping a little better, but when you have college age kids, you are making sure that they did get home safely at night. But, um, challenge is we're always tired. And it's hard to do it all. We are calling attention and saying, yes, that is a very true challenge that we all have as moms. Um, The solution would be choose your best yeses. You don't have to do it all. Focus on the needle movers. If Melissa and I have learned anything in our own businesses is we have done the things where juggling cotton balls in a windstorm, trying to do all of the things that everybody tells you on the internet you need to do to be a successful entrepreneur. And we are here to tell you that a lot of those things are (laughs) lies. They are not things that you have to do. Look at your own data and your own research in your own business. What are the needle movers? What are the things that you are doing that that are impacting your business. If scrolling on social media and finding trending audio is not moving the needle in your business, then you don't have to do it or find a shortcut for that. But but know that be motivated to do the things that are impacting your business in a positive and a growth growth minded way and quit doing the things that are exhausting that maybe you don't I'm not going to say you don't enjoy doing because there are all there are things that all of us are doing in our businesses that we don't enjoy doing taxes. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> but find a solution. Melissa and I have found an amazing tax guy. Hello, Chad Brown, um, who helps us with that because that's something that we don't enjoy doing. We don't, we're not good at it. So we outsource that to somebody who is really good at it. Um, so find ways around those and pick your best yeses and quit saying yes to all the things. All right. The next thing is perfectionism. So the challenge, and let's just be really candid, is that social media creates this like 
ridiculous version of perfectionism for us. Everybody's painting this really beautiful, perfect picture of life and business. And it's just not true. It is smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. Um, And I will say as somebody who uses a filter when I post, because as a photographer, I like the way it lights the space. um, I will see people who get completely diminished in their like the way they see themselves because they don't look like they do in filters. And I'm like, y'all understand everything is filtered. We're presenting every, I mean, not I will say not us. The reason we started this business was to be able to pull back a curtain and show the hard stuff that happens in business. But it's not real, y'all. Nobody outside of Jesus going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So really, the solution to that, it's going to sound so simple that it's it'll be annoying. But it's just that you got to have grace for yourself. And also have your eyes on your own paper. Have your eyes open to the reality of what business really looks like. And just don't fall for the smoke, smoke and mirrors. Like, just don't do it. I mean, if... We are living in a world where it feels like if you're a kid in the 90s, you know, you remember the plastics, like it feels like everything is manufactured and it's because it is. And it doesn't mean that you can't um, play by the rules and create something really authentic, um, but just don't let it make you feel diminished because what you see is not always what you get Mm -hmm. or not what's real. So, and I think too, we also as entrepreneurs and as mothers, we have, we set very high expectations for ourselves because of what we are seeing online. A lot of times, if that is hurting your mental health, pull back a little bit and spend time using it as a tool that it was created to be to create social connections and also help us grow our businesses. Um, but done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. We say this to ourselves all the time. Melissa's had to say it to me about a project we were working on, Corey, done is better than perfect, quit tweaking it. And I have had to say the same thing to her to mm-hmm. where that is something that will drive us all insane in motherhood and in business is that when you expect perfect, no, nobody else is really expecting yeah. that kind of perfection from you except for yourself. Right. And especially as entrepreneurs, we tend to be people who go at Mach 90 um, a lot of times. And we we need to pull back a little bit and say done for some of these projects is better than perfect. I will never forget coming back from a wedding at like 10, 45, 11 o'clock the night before Easter one year. And I had no Easter baskets for my kids. And so I stopped by the Kroger. Thank you, Kroger, for having that God awful aisle with like an, all the annoying things. And I bought two pre-made Easter baskets that are like wrapped in cellophane with the super cheap toys and like the candy that's off brand that tastes cra- crappy. <laughs> And I was like, this is as good as it gets. I beat myself up bad in the car on the way home. And when my kids woke up in the morning and there were two store-bought Easter baskets, they hit the lottery. They were so happy because kids love that crap. Like that's why Happy Meals were so popular when we were children is it's because it came packaged and it had a toy and all the things. And I realized like I... They were just as happy. They they cared way less about that Easter basket than I did. And so you just got to let it go. Let it go. So child care is the no. next challenge. This is a huge one. It has been a huge one for Melissa and I, um, and it may be a huge one for you. How to manage it all combined with guilt of not being the one that being with your children at all times. And I'm here to tell you that talking to my adult age children now, um, some of the, the things that we did was, you know, I, there was no way Kevin, obviously as a Marine was not with our children at all, all times. They are very, very close. There were times whenever I was shooting seniors and I was gone two or three nights a week and people were like, well, don't you really miss that time having dinner? And I'm like, well, I eat dinner whenever I get home, but those are two or three nights a week that they get to make dinner with their daddy. Like that is, that was such a gift. And, and it really, I think contributed to the relationship that they have now was that I removed myself from the picture a couple of nights a week to go and work and they were able to bond and have some really fun. I mean, we laugh about all the things that they cooked together and the things that he taught them, but also just that time spent together. 
it may not be a parent. It may be somebody that you're hiring in um, to to be a mother's helper or a nanny or dropping them off at daycare. Um, please know that you, as the mom, do not have to be the, the only person that pours into your children. And in oftentimes it 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 paints a, a richer picture of of life and um, by allowing other people to pour into your children too. Well, and it lets other people experience how fun and cool your kids yes, are. I'll never absolutely. forget my friend Holly. I used to have her watch our kids twice a morning. I mean, twice twice a morning. I would. I really would be like, come two times this morning. Um, but she would come to, or I would take my kids to her twice a week and she would hang out with, my kids would hang out with their kids. And she looked at me one day and she was like, what have you done to your daughter? I was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, you packed her food and I put it on her high chair. And at six months old, she looked at me and shook her head and said, I'm, I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> and so she really just wanted, I don't know, whatever, whatever it was that they were making. And I started laughing because, and it was just funny. Like it gives other people a chance to be, become a part of your kids' lives too. And uh, I am just all for um, creating that village that's going to yes. help me take care of my kids. Uh, and, and I will say there were years that I spent more on hiring babysitters to watch my kids so I could go work than I did even pay people who helped me um, make my business grow. When we say move the needle forward, what we mean, like if we're just stripping it down real raw is make more money, mm-hmm. like increase the revenue in your increase business. Increase the revenue because yes. that's the point. We love this business, but if it's not a hobby and it, then it needs to bring in the cash. So don't well, be afraid. And if, and if, if we hear this from a lot of people, it's like, I just don't have the money to spend on childcare. Well, guess what? You can swap services. I did that for quite a while where I had a mom who was teaching gymnastics in the afternoon. I was working in the morning um, at the time I was tutoring. And so we swapped, she got grace in the mornings while, or actually it was vice versa. Sorry. She was teaching gymnastics in the morning. I was tutoring in the afternoon. And so I was we like, you had a career kids. I did not know about? No, I did. I, the year that Grace was born, it was between when I graduated from college and whenever we were moving to Japan. And so like, who's going to hire a teacher who's leaving mid-year? So I was tutoring. And so we worked it out. We, we traded services. We bartered our services. And here's the other thing too. One more quick story about childcare is that um, when Kevin was deployed to Afghanistan, a lot of military spouses were like, okay, life is going to stop. And I just am going to focus on keeping everybody, you know, alive and healthy during this deployment um, cycle. And while that is the case for a lot of people, I had just grown my business. It was exploding. I was 18 months in and I was like, I'm not closing this down. I am going to be a problem solver, a creative thinker, and I'm going to figure this out. I brought in um, a friend's high school age niece and she would spend the night with us on Friday night. We would do pizza, movie night, fun stuff. We would get up on Saturday morning. I would run out to a, a early sunrise beach session. And she would be there to get my kids fed and dressed for volleyball and cheerleading. And then we would drop Kiana off at home. And then we would go about our day on Saturday and my mom duty, my photography hat would come off, my mom hat would go on and we would create you know, the rest of our day. And so I learned or had to figure out how to be a creative problem solver way back then when we were surviving business, motherhood and deployments. So the next one is going to be a little bit touchy. It's a little bit touchy, (laughs) Um, but it is about spousal support. And so we know, and we will speak specifically to women to say that we know women who say, my husband just hates my business. He hates my business. And he's, it's, it's not super encouraging. Well, let us just tell you that the challenge is just not having your husband um, on the same page and feeling unsupported in making your family slash business decisions. Um, the solution to that is that it's got to start with a conversation. You've got to to make sure, and and it sounds so simple. I'm, you have no idea how many people we talk to who have not had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Recognize the legitimacy of what you are building. And, you know, I have um, had women that I'll coach 
And uh, they have said, I'll just think of this one kind of, we'll use it as a case study, if we will. And um, she was saying that she just, her husband didn't love the job. He didn't take it seriously, but she wasn't making it a priority. And so it's like, they can't, you know, your husband is either a raging butthole (laughs) um, who thinks that you are dumb and will just club you over the head and drag you into the kitchen to make him a sandwich, (laughs) or he really loves you and cares about you. And the reason that he struggles to love your business is because all he hears from you is how much it beats you up or all he hears from you is how much of a burden it is. And if you're treating your business that way in front of your spouse, they are going to treat it that way too. You have to be willing to have a conversation with them that will let them know that you deeply care about this. Because if, and again, if you married a butthole, that's on you. But if you married somebody that actually cares about you, then they are going to care about what you care about. And so if you just have that conversation and let them know how vitally important running this business is for you, you will get a more compassionate ear than you probably expect. Mm -hmm. So many people are afraid to have that conversation because they don't want the other person to be put out. One of the things my husband hated the most when I was running my photography business was that when I would go away for weddings or when I would go do conferences or retreats, or even when I started speaking and running, um, you know, conference circuits, I would be gone and people would be like, Oh, are you babysitting this weekend? And he was like, they are my own children. What do you mean in my babysitting? I am raising my kids. <laughs> and it's like, let them have a piece of what yeah. you're doing. Let them have access to what you're doing and have that conversation because that's, that is going to be the biggest game changer. If you haven't done that, please hear this as a challenge because it's in your court at this point. And, um, and you just, you got to talk it through with them. If they're your best friend and the person that you're you know, signed up to spend the rest of your life with, like, be really honest with them. You can do that. Yeah, absolutely. The next um, challenge a lot of times moms have over the summer, loneliness, maintaining friendships is something that I think as business owners, a lot of us struggle with. Um, The challenge is that the busyness of growing a business and growing a family is very tough. Um, And and I can't keep up with people the same way I did before. Um, If that is your challenge and that is the season that you are in, we want to encourage you with this solution. Don't be afraid to build new relationships. Search within your seasons. And so um, a lot of times when um, I will never forget leaving um, the classroom and going back into business full time, it was like, oh, we can do lunch this day and we could do this this day. And we could, and I was like, um, no, I'm building my business. This is not an expensive hobby. It's a, right. it's a revenue. It needs to be a revenue generating business or I don't have a business. I have an expensive hobby. And so that's one of the things that you have to look at is a um, defining the purpose and and how your business looks in your life. And if you were spending a lot of time having coffee and lunch with friends and not working on your business, that that might be a situation. But if it is that a lot of friendships have fallen away because you are focusing on your business and your family, know that that is a season that a lot of moms and business owners find themselves in. Melissa and I have definitely walked through a season or two of that. Um, And don't be afraid to build new friendships um, or, you know, hang on to the old ones, but just say, hey, it looks a little different right now in this season. It's not going to last forever. I just really have to put my head down and, and work really hard at what I'm doing. Absolutely. All right. The next one is your sense of purpose. So the challenge is that sometimes it feels like you lose who you are when other people are depending on you for everything, trying to be everything for everybody. Like we've done it. And even outside of being a mom, I've done that. Like this is not, hi people, pleasers anonymous. I'm not just a member of your club. I'm also the president. Um, no, but it, it, it really is um, a struggle when you 
um, are helping people all the time and your identity kind of gets lost, you can't even remember the things that you loved. What is, do you have a lot of businesses? Do you have a lot of hobbies? Like when's the last time you did something for fun? You know, I know people that'll be like, oh, I read for fun or I knit, I hike. I'm never going to do that. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I, really, I am indoorsy and I like looking at nature from air conditioner. But, um, but I do think that, you know, it, we, we lose things that we love because we will get so wrapped up in the expectations of other people. So the solution to that goes back to what I said. Sorry, I have a communications degree from the University of Georgia. And I think it is important to let you know that that is a vital part of running your business. So you have to have the conversations, except for this time, you really need to have that conversation with yourself about what you really want. Define what success looks like for you and be unrelenting towards working towards that, to working towards that, um, because it's just important. You will regain your sense of purpose when you have clear direction. And the only way to do that is to just analyze. When you sign yourself up to be an entrepreneur, what do we say, Corey? We say you've signed yourself up for a life of personal development. Yep. And sometimes your purpose changes. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes things shift. And um, well, your seasons of family shift. The market shifts. Hello, what we are looking at right now as far as an economic situation. Downturn. I mean, it's happening. And so things have to shift. Your marketing may have to shift. Your messaging, your offers may have to shift. Things that you have always done in your business may need to either be turned up or turned down. Um, so so make sure that you're, you are very firm in that sense of purpose that you have within your business. Um, the next one would be boundaries. I'm going to tell you right now, this is actually one of my very favorite things to, to help coaching clients with. And it seems like a lot of us really do struggle with boundaries. Melissa and I have definitely been there. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you, it is like the wild, wild west in your business when you do not have boundaries. And this is why hiring coaches, yes. I'm not even kidding. This is why getting yourself support it feels like such a luxury. It is. It should be a requirement by the government that you have uh, business support in this way because and we it, have always had business right. support. My coaches that I have had over the years, one of the things that they have always helped me with was boundaries. And I was like, oh, this is a recurring theme. Now that I finally have a hold on it, because several coaches have helped me work at implementing boundaries. Now I'm like, I have this, and look at what is happening in my They're business. Unrelenting. There are yes. things that we will not do in our business. And you know what? Um, if if clients come to you and they require things that are going to make you work in areas that you have committed that you're not going to, um, they're not for you. And you can bless and release that and it, mm -hmm. and they can move along and you can feel good about it. We don't have to beat ourselves up if we're not able to serve everybody in every capacity or if every client's not for us. No, we set the boundaries up and then we know that the people who are for us are going to, we're going to be able to work in those parameters. Right. So the challenge in ha not having boundaries is allowing other people to dictate your time and energy. It might be a personal relationship that needs some boundaries. It may be a professional relationship that needs some boundaries, but the solution is implementing these boundaries within your life and business. It is a very key necessity to success and growth personally and professionally. Right. Okay. And then the next thing is redefining success for yourself in each season. Okay. So the challenge is without your own definition of success, you will be chasing everybody else's definition. Okay. Again, handcrafted, Ooh, handcrafted uh, Easter baskets and trips to Europe and all the things that you see where it's like, I must be small. My business must not be working. And let's, can we get to like the deep inner parts that we just don't want anybody to see, like the philosophical parts of our business that we struggle with? It's like, we're embarrassed because things are not growing at the speed in which we want them to. We're embarrassed that we need help 
because we've got kids and they're home for the summer and what do we do? And uh, everything's not perfect. And we didn't get into every camp that we need. And sometimes we would like to spend time with our offspring. And so it <laughs> requires that we take on less work. Like there, there are all these things that we will look at what other people are doing, how they're doing it. And we feel small about ourselves, but really like what, just here's, here's the solution. Just know what you need and know what you want. Seasonality in life and business is very real and things are going to change. Every decision that you make is not like a tattoo. It is not permanent. So if, you know, during one season you need to pick up more work because you've got bigger financial commitments. Um, my daughter's a gymnast. May was always the most expensive month. We would have state plus regionals. Plus now it's time for new Leos and time for new warmups. And then we've got the new bows and I got to register. I, mean, I was like, well, let me just give y'all my credit card and go take a nap because I cannot <laughs> handle all of that. Um, and so I knew like leading up to May, I needed to make sure that I was taking on extra projects. During the summer, my kids are home. That means my coaching schedule that I have for my clients, it, it is a little sm smaller. It's a little slimmer because I want to be able to have time to spend with my family. And so I'm not taking calls at night during the summer like I do during the school year. Um, and, you know, we, we just have to figure out what it looks like to us. Corey and I have given you the, the example of the car line, how we've been around coaches that are like, I was not destined to be in a pickup line. And Corey and I look at each other and laugh and we're like, that is the reason we started our businesses <laughs> so that yes. we can be the ones there to pick up, pick our, up kids our kids because it was really important to us. And that was, that started before I even had kids. So just know that like, you just, you just got to be hell bent on figuring out what success looks like for you and your family. And if you can chase that, you will be unstoppable because what other people think of what you do isn't going to matter. Well, and I will say too, when you look at like defining success, Melissa was talking about financial. Um, for me, there was a, a season where time was uh, a currency that I was really um, guarded around. Like I was really trying to get as much time with my own family as possible because my kids are going off to college. And I will never forget the summers were always very, very busy for me. If you live by the coast, like we do, uh, summers are a very busy season for photographers because everybody wants vacation pictures or everybody wants pictures before everybody goes back to school or families in town, they want to have pictures on the beach. Seniors are starting to want to get pictures while they still have their summer tan. So summer was always very busy for me. And I took a ton of clients. Well, right as Grace was getting ready to go to college, and then the summer that Maddie and I were going to college, I basically didn't shut down my business, but I pumped the brakes a little and said, I'm going to take back some time currency with my own family because I will never get th this season back again. There was a lot of things that had to happen as far as getting stuff ready for the dorm rooms. And, and let me just tell you moving two kids to separate colleges. Ooh, it was a challenge. So I knew that that was coming. I prepared for it. I redefined success in that season. If you looked at my dollars that summer, those two summers, it may have looked like, oh, yeah, you took a little bit of a hit. There was a downturn there. But that is, I defined success during those summer seasons that my kids were going off to college as huge successes because I got that time to spend with my girls preparing them for what was ahead, which was moving to college. So, so make sure that you are the one who is defining success and what it looks like, not letting somebody else tell you what success looks like. Right. So we're going to just end this with three things, just three quick little statements. One, you are the only irreplaceable part of your business. Okay. Well, we, you are the only irreplaceable part of your business. You have to take care of yourself, your mind, your heart, your purpose, like all of those things. Um, because if you're not okay, your business is not going to be okay. Right. And the second thing is what you have to bring to the world matters. 
what you had to bring to your family as far as parenting matters, but also, and then also Mm -hmm. what you have had placed on your heart, your calling, your gifts and your talents, what you bring to the world matters. Right. And then the third thing is just that they're always watching. You are leading a new generation as a mom and they're going to take they're they're going to take what they see from you, whether it be, you know, how much power you put it behind your, the things that you do for your job, how deeply you love your family, what you sacrifice. Like they are collecting nuggets of information that are going to go with them, like your favorite recipes to cook when they are in college and when they're adults and when they're working and when they're parents. And so just know that, um, you know, we're, we're setting a scene for how the next generation is going to look at how we work and how we live and how we love. And it's really important to make sure that you are taken care of. Remember, we can't let our kids uh, be the reason that we build our businesses and also the reasons that they fail um, because there is too much at at stake. I think there's too much at stake. Um, We are business coaches. We serve business owners through the business reboot with our retreats, with our masterminds and things like that, because we've built lives based off of the experiences that we've had for the last two decades. And we know that it can be really hard. We know that it can be tricky. We know that it can feel heavy, but we are telling that you can come out on the other side of those hard moments, like a diamond that has been, you know, started out as pressed coal and really, really beautiful, awesome, good things can come from it. Um, and, and I don't want to use the word legacy because we, we love Jesus. So we know our legacy is a heaven, but also what you leave here for people to see um, is also really, really important. Right. So if you, um, like us, enjoy working on things like mindset strategy pieces for your business, please know that we, um, through our business reboot email newsletter, we um, are dropping those little nuggets in um, our followers' inboxes on a weekly basis. And so if you would like to also receive um, the weekly mindset and business strategies that we are sharing through our lived experiences Mm -hmm. and our hearts and our passion for, um, especially for women and for the work that they are doing through their businesses, um, you can go to thebusinessreboot.com and you can sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. You can also uh, DM us on Instagram business reboot. You can find us there and we will gladly add you to our email list because we have some really great pieces of content coming out this summer and some really great new offers and things that are um, we're opening the doors for. So you don't want to miss out on that. Right. Moms, y'all work real hard. You work really, really hard. And uh, we just want you to know that you're supported and thought of and seen and loved and loved. And we are here. We're here to help. So, okay. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode and we will see you next week the Business Reboot Podcast.